0: Let's give the Lord some praise for that word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a God that does not change. He keeps all of his promises. Hallelujah. While you're standing, I'm going to honor the man of God while he is on vacation. He deserves the vacation that he's getting. The first lady deserves rest and relaxation. And my prayer is that you come back refreshed yeah. because we need that man. Amen. Yes, sir. We need our first lady. Amen. Amen. And I honor the apostle in this house yes, and I honor the staff and I honor the Massey's. I have to honor the Massies because I don't want sister Massey to prophesy to me. <laughs> after she might get the mic and get me. And Brother Massey, I thank God for you all. I thank God for all the intercessors and Sister Hildebrand and everyone in their respective places. And saints, I I honor you. I thank you on behalf of myself. I was going to say my family, but myself, I am my family. Amen. And on behalf of the staff as well, I know we've said it, but thank you so much for the love and the kindness that you have shown over this holiday season. You don't have to do it. And I'm so thankful that I have a family here in this house that I know loves me and I can lean on. Amen. So thank you. I honor you today. Luke chapter number two, we're going to move quickly. Verse number 41, this is a well-known passage of Scripture. And it says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the children of child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintances. And when they found him not, they turned back to Jerusalem seeking him, and it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors, who both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said unto him, "'Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us?' Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be found, uh, must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature in the favor with God and man, with favor of God and man. Brother Massey, would you pray quickly with the word? God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what we feel here. We pray that you would anoint this man of God, use this vessel, and we bind anything, any carnality, anything that is not Christ-like, God. We want to receive this into our spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to try not to spit in this mic too much because I know after two preachers, Getting this mic might be a little rough. <laughs> Brother Sandoval preached a message. I want to continue kind of where he left off. This is a, a story we hear a lot, a lot during Christmas time, and it's still Christmas time to me because I love Christmas. And the Eastern Orthodox don't celebrate Christmas till January seventh. So just that's a life hack for some people. So you can still celebrate. I'm still celebrating it until January 7th. This passage of scripture is when uh, Mary and Joseph were taking Jesus to the temple. As they did, it says it was their custom because they were supposed to go once a year. It was a religious custom that all the Jews had. They were good Jews doing what they were supposed to do and going to the temple every single year. But one year, they left the temple, and Jesus was still there, and they did not know it. They were doing their religious duty, and they left Jesus at the temple. And in 2021, we've talked about other churches and what other churches have been doing, and I just had a bunch of conversations with some brothers, and I hope they ain't watching. If they are, all oh well. And because I was just at a, a, a funeral and we we're having a bunch of conversations and all the district ministers from my old district were there and they were asking me, what are y'all doing? And they were telling me what they were doing. And, and I just smiled and, oh, right, yeah, we've got this program and we're starting this we've got this and we've got this vision. And I just thought in my mind that I don't want to In 2021, be busy doing stuff and be busy doing things and be busy doing programs and leave Jesus out of the religious activities that I am involved in. I don't want to be just coming to church like Brother Sandoval said and checking the box off and forget what this thing is about. I don't want to go through 2021 having done all of the religious stuff and done all of the things that I thought I was supposed to do and then look back in April and look back in June and say, I don't know where Jesus is, but I want to know that Jesus is in front of me at all times. I want to keep him as my priority at all times I want him to be in my face at all times they were going to the temple they were doing what they were supposed to be doing and they looked and they didn't see Jesus and they had to return to Jerusalem and when they got there Jesus said didn't you know I would be about my father's business His mission, he tied directly to his relationship with his father. I don't want to be working for God and not have a relationship with him. God is not my boss. God is not just my employer. God is my father, and I can't just have a relationship with him like he's a CEO, but I've got to go to him because he is my source. He is the source of my strength. He is the strength of my life. Without him, I am nothing. And if I do not have him on my side, then nothing that I will do, in 2022 nothing that i will do in 2023 will ever matter god has blessed this church and the reason why god has blessed this church is because our priorities are in order Everybody else can do whatever they want to do. But God has called this church to prayer. God has called this church to the word of God. God has called our ministry and has told our ministry, you need to go into the word. You need to seek after what the Greek means and what the Hebrew means. You need to rightly divide the word of God. And it's a, there's a reason for it because that has to be our priority. Our priority must be in him at all times. Proverbs 3 uses the language that we read. Jesus, he grew in wisdom and favor with God and man. It's one of my favorite scriptures because it kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. So I'm like, Luke, you skipped like 18 years of Jesus' life. It's like from 12 to 33, we don't get nothing. So I'm like, okay, he grew in wisdom Proverbs 3, 3 and 1 through 4, it grew with favor with God and man. Verse number 1, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For a length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. We have to make sure that this thing is in our heart, that it is our desire. There are so many things in this world now. You know, sometimes I just want to go out into the country and pitch a tent and get away from it all, but then I can't survive out there. I, ain't <laughs> you know, I tell myself all kinds of stuff. You'd come to my farm and see a mess it would be goats all in the house and just, what is going on in here? I can't do all this. I'd, I don't know. I'd, I'd start fires. I'd burn the whole forest down. I'd, I'd, but it, you just want to get away sometimes because there's just so many distractions, so many things that can distract our attention. And some of them are even innocent. They can just creep in and we'll have a desire for something more than we have a desire for God. And my prayer in 2022 has just been, God, change my desires. Change my heart. If there's anything in my heart that I desire more than you, I don't want to desire it anymore. I want to desire God and only God. I want to go after God and only God. He said, upon the table of thine heart, and then in verse 4, it says, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. They might look at us and say, you're not doing all the things that we're doing. And they think that they found favor. As they said, they think we, they found favor. Because look at how we're growing. Look at what's happening. Look at what's going on. And you guys, if you don't do this, and if you don't read this book, and if you don't go to this conference, you're not going to have favor with God and with man. No, he said that if you love me with all your heart, if you seek after me, that's where you're going to get If you're about my business, that's where you're going to get favor with God and with man. And God is going to pour out favor on this church because we are seeking him simply because we are seeking his face. We cannot come to prayer on mon- on four Mondays out of the next month. I don't know. There might be five, but we can't make that sacrifice and it not move God and it not cause God to pay attention to what is going on at 350 Utopia Lane because the word has only already gone forth. He is not a man that he should lie. I, nor the son of man, that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to do it. So if we pray, if we seek his face, his word said that he'll come in and he'll forgive our sins and heal our land. If we give our all to God, he will give to us. Revelation chapter number two. book of Revelation is known for a lot of stuff. The beginning of the book of Revelation is a group of letters to seven different churches. Most of the churches, there was something wrong with them. And there's a saying, and I think it's true. It's not Bible, but I think it's true. There's no perfect church. (laughs) You know, they say if there's a perfect church, if you find it, once you go in, it's no longer perfect. none of us are perfect right so that is true but there is a possibility to walk in god's perfect will and there is a way for a church to be pure before god and in revelation there was one church that was pure before god That was walking in his ways. I'm not saying there's only one church that's doing that now, but I know this is a church that's doing that. That is walking pure. You have heard what God has said about this church. And so, there was Philadelphia, which was that church that was walking according to the ways of God. And then, there was another church that almost had it. Came really, really, really close But there was one thing that was off. The Lord says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, and who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and how thou canst bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. This church had everything doctrinally. They were standing on truth. They were working. They were doing what they were supposed to do. But there's a danger when you get there. Paul says, take heed when you feel that you're strong, lest you fall. There's a danger in putting the church on autopilot because we've got everything together and we feel like we don't need God any longer. And so we begin to operate in our flesh. And this church isn't going to do that because we rely on the spirit in this church but this is a warning individually to all of us not to get complacent with where we are. It is so easy to say, you know what, I come to church every Sunday. I go to two services. I do everything that I'm supposed to do. I come to prayer. As Sister, Minister Ruth Jackson said it, she said, you can be in the building and your mind is somewhere else. You can be sitting in the building thinking about other things, and then you're just wasting time. And we don't have time to waste. We have to reach the lost, we have to reach our regions. And so it is necessary for us to ensure that we are constantly checking our heart, that we are still in love with God, that we are still doing this, not out of duty. Because we can do things out of duty. We can do things because we know it's the right thing to do. But when we do things out of just plain duty, and we don't have a relationship with God, Those things don't mean as much, and when the storms blow, and when things begin to happen in our lives, because we've gone through challenges, and we're going to continue to go through challenges. Blessed as we are, we're going to continue. We're going to be fighting until we die, or until the Lord comes back. If you're not doing it out of love, at some point, you're going to get weary, and you're going to get tired, and you're going to get frustrated, and you're going to say, what is this all about, and why do I have to do this? But when your love is where it should be, but when, when you truly love God like you should, it doesn't matter what comes your way. The first lady of the pastor that just died that I went to go, he was my pastor in New Mexico, and she... she Sweet lady. And she said to me, she said, I told the Lord that he can do whatever he wants to me and I will still serve him and I will still love him. And that impacted me because those are strong words. To worship God when it hurts, to worship God when you're going through, to worship God when you are struggling, that takes love. You can't do that out of duty. You can you can come in here with a mask on out of duty. You can come in here and check the box out of duty, but you cannot love God. You cannot go to the cross. You cannot take up your cross out of duty. You've got to take up your cross out of love. You've got to crank up your cross out of commitment to God that come what? way no matter what happens I'm going to be faithful because I love the Lord he is my number one priority Romans chapter number 11 I'm almost done well actually first Revelation 3 I'm sorry I'm I'm playing I'm just, just kidding go to the letter of Philadelphia. This is the church that made the cut. And I'm just going to read in verse 10, 3 10, or actually 3 and 8. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast little strength, and has kept my word, and has not denied my name. This was a church that loved the Lord, and in loving the Lord, knew that they could not do things on their own. They were weak, and sometimes that's why we have to go through things. I was talking on the phone to a brother, and he was going through some stuff. I was just calling people because I I had a seven-hour drive, and I needed somebody to talk to. And I, I was talking to him, and he said, I don't want to go through what I'm going through, but it's keeping me on my face before God. It's keeping me praying and consecrating and seeking the Lord. And when we are weak and when we are struggling and we know the source of where our power comes from, Then we will go to him and we will conquer. We will overcome because it is not in us. It is not in my flesh. I know I can do nothing in my flesh. I already know that I can't do anything without God. But if God is in control of my life, if I put God first, if he is my priority, there is nothing that I cannot do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me that means I can go through the fire I can go through the valley of the shadow of death I can struggle through whatever I need to struggle through and I will come out victorious because I have the Lord on my side yeah. one more verse and then I'm, on, I'm done Romans chapter 11 and 20 because I rely on the Lord and this is Paul, he's talking to the, Jew, to the Christians, and he's lamenting that his own people have not accepted the Lord. They have, not, they have missed their Savior. They did not believe that Jesus was the Christ. And he's talking about this, and he talks about to the Christians, he's telling them, even though they have fallen away, you need to be focused on yourself. It says in verse number 20, well, because of unbelief, they are broken off, talking about the Jews, and thou standest by faith, talking to those who he's writing. Be not high-minded, but fear. I've seen a lot of people fall away from this truth. I have watched them, and sometimes we can watch them, and we can be, we can have one of two responses. We can look at them, and we can be in despair. And we can say, there's no hope. If they don't live for God, I don't know if I can live for God. But he said, don't be high-minded. Don't look at them and say that. But fear for your own self. When I see people beginning to fall away, I go to the Lord in prayer. The more I see people fall away, the more I want to go into prayer. The more I see people walk away from truth, the more I want to learn about his word. The more that I see churches begin to slide a different direction, the more I want to go further and I want to dig deeper. We've got to get that mindset that it does not matter what anyone else does. It doesn't matter if they walk to the left. It doesn't matter if they walk to the right. I'm going to stay right on the road. And we have got to get determination because we might see some things that trouble us in 2022. But I came to tell you that if you would stay on the path, God is a keeping God. He is able to keep you. If you want to be kept, he's able to strengthen you. If you need strength, God bless you in Jesus' name.